Good morning, his people. And it's such a privilege to be ministering to you the day before our prayer, fasting, and consecration with the theme of Awesome God. And it's the series that we are following at the moment as well to support that and for us to really keep our eyes on our awesome God. And I urge you to take part in this time of consecration, which as Pastor Steve Murrell has shared in the video before, sets us up to be able to participate with God in the things that He is wanting to outwork in this year coming, 2021, the great things that God has planned. And God can do those things without us, but He chooses to bring us in on His plans as we enable ourselves, as we position ourselves to be able to do that. And so I want to share with you this morning the second in our series of Awesome God. And in this series, we are examining the awesomeness of God, and we're looking at them through encounters that men and women in the Bible have had with Him. And in each instance, there's a particular name of God that captures what God has revealed about Himself in the encounter. And I feel that at this time, it is really significant for us to be looking at Jehovah Shalom. And we're going to be looking at that aspect of God through the story outlined in Judges chapter 6, verse 11 to 24. And we're looking at Gideon and the encounter that he had with God and how it changed him. And in this time where the second wave of COVID is is just rising and there is so much fear, there's so much external circumstance, we are needing to push in to Jehovah Shalom. And what does Shalom mean? Shalom means my peace. And it reveals God's peace. It has a sense of wholeness and encountering God's favor and his friendship. And the Jewish people, God's people, they greeted one another with the greeting, Shalom. And they still do. And Pastor Bill Johnson has such a, a, a good definition of it or such a good description of it, meaning a complete sense of well-being. And so when we greet people with Shalom, there is so much more that comes with that greeting than just hello and how are you. And, and God is wanting to release his shalom. And what is the peace of God able to do in our lives? The peace of God is able to calm our inner turmoil and enable us to obey him with courage, even in fearful uncertain and dangerous times and I do believe that that is describing quite a lot what many of us are feeling our circumstances are like at the moment and earlier when I was preparing I was looking back at messages that we have ministered in lockdown and I was looking again at a 
at a fantastic sermon that my husband preached, the 21-day gift. And uh, it was the sermon that Jacques preached right at the beginning of lockdown as we just heard that we were going into 21 days of very severe lockdown and for us to see it as a gift. And, and Jacques ministered for us to receive the gift of shalom, the gift of peace. And there's a significance about receiving this gift. And so I want to encourage you to open your heart to receive the gift of shalom and to examine your heart as I've been examining mine, as I've been preparing. How ready am I to operate out of a place of peace that does not come from our external circumstances, but it comes from encounters with Jehovah Shalom? So I'm going to read with you Judges 6, verse 11 to 24, and I'm going to read it through as a story, and I've put it up on the screen here. Uh, so that we will read it through, and then I'm going to come back and go through the different verses and pull out some points as, as I felt that God is highlighting. And I want to uh, just invite you in this, that the point of our reading the Word needs to be what is the God shot, rather than what is the me shot. And my daughter was sharing with me uh, that point from her devotional that she has been doing, that as we read the Word of God, that we should first and foremost be looking for the God shot. In other words, what is the passage telling us about God, Jehovah Shalom, rather than about me and what I need? And of course, Jehovah Shalom ministers to me. But first of all, let us worship this awesome God and, and encounter Him. Because as we do that, His peace will flow to our souls. And so let's go and read Judges 6, verse 11 to 24. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth at Ophrah, which belonged to Joab the Abizrite, while his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. And Gideon said to him, Please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of Midian. And the Lord turned to him, and said, Go in the might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Do not I send you? And he said to him, Please, Lord, 
How can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, But I will be with you, and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. And he said to him, If now I have found favor in your eyes, then show me a sign that it is you who speak with me. Please do not depart from here until I come to you and bring out my present and set it before you. And he said, I will stay till you return. So Gideon went into his house and prepared a young goat and unleavened cakes from an ephah of flour. The meat he put in a basket and the broth he put in a pot and brought them to him under the terebinth and presented them. And the angel of God said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened cakes and put them on this rock and pour the broth over them. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord reached out the tip of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened cake. And the fire sprang up from the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened cakes. And the angel of the Lord vanished from his sight. Then Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord. And Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for now I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace be to you. Do not fear. You shall not die. Then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is peace. To this day it still stands at Ophrah, which belongs to the Beersra. And I'm going to work through the story now. If you will come with me on the journey through the story with each of the verses. And just starting with verse 11, it speaks and it says that Gideon was beating out wheat in the wine press. And that speaks to us. Is the wine press the place where we are meant to beat out wheat? It's not. And this uh, action demonstrates the fear of the Lord. The fear that Gideon had, not of the Lord, but of the Midianites. Because you're meant to beat out wheat in an open place where there's wind and it can blow away the chaff. And Gideon was doing it in a wine press that was hidden away. There was no wind that was able to come. And the Midianites were the enemy who were raiding the Israelites, raiding Israel and were stealing all their cattle and all their, their stock and their wheat and etc. And the Israelites were desperate. But the situation was that Israel had been disobeying God, had been worshipping idols, and, and the Midianites, they had come out from under the protection of God. They were not obeying God. And so they were experiencing the consequences, these, 
the, the uh, enemies that were stealing from them. And they were fearful. And that was the circumstance. And in verse 12, the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said to him, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. And this is just such a different greeting to what was actually in Gideon's heart. Gideon's heart was full of fear, full of anxiety. He did not feel like a mighty man of valor. He was not acting like a mighty man of valor. He didn't experience God being with him. And, and I want to invite you that for many of us, we are in circumstances where there is a lot of anxiety. There is a lot of a feeling of the enemy being around us. And and uh, illness or sickness or um, things that could be happening. And we could be, we can relate to Gideon in the way that he is, that he is hiding because of his circumstances. But let's go on. So the angel calls him mighty man of valor. And what is Gideon's response? Gideon doesn't even respond to being called Almighty Man of Valor. It's like he completely discounts it. And Gideon says to the angel, Please, my Lord. And if you see here, it is a small L, because it's like Gideon didn't realize that this was a godly encounter that he was having, a God encounter right now. And he is complaining to the angel of the Lord. And he's asking, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his wonderful deeds? And many of us could be saying that right now. Where is the Lord? Why has all this happened to us? Where are all, where's this powerful, awesome God? And Gideon is not responding to how the angel calls him, O mighty man of valor, which is looking at Gideon and his heart. Gideon is looking at the externals and the circumstances and what has happened out there. And God, I'm blaming you right now. I'm saying, God, why haven't you done this, that, and the other? And Pastor Roger, who is our senior apostolic leader for Southern Africa, Every Nation Southern Africa, he sent a, an encouragement to us recently that, that encouraged us, exhorted us to, to be encouraging those around us and ourselves to be saying, Lord, how, how can I become a greater man of God? or one who is walking with more character and integrity and asking those questions rather than pointing the questions out there of what is happening in America with the politics and what is the right and godly thing there. And yes, we can be talking about that and analyzing it, but firstly, we need to be saying, God, how are you, how am I dealing with my heart? How am I being in relation to God and in relation to the circumstances? 
What is the condition of my heart? Not, in, not what, how are those people behaving? How are those people behaving in this time of COVID? Rather, how, are, how am I behaving? Let us look at our own heart. And Gideon here is looking and saying, God, what have you done? What are you doing? That, um, where are you? Where is all of this? And some of us could genuinely be asking that. And God hears Gideon. He doesn't brush him off and move away. And Gideon's sense, his feeling, has been, and now the Lord has forsaken us. And for some of us, that could be genuinely where we are feeling, that God, the Lord, has forsaken us. And we are having high levels of anxiety because we are, there's such a sense that the Lord has forsaken us. But the Lord is very real and very near and very present with us in our circumstances, even where it's, it's, it's challenging and the winds may be blowing outside, but he is wanting to be our Jehovah Shalom on the inside, in our hearts inside. And the Lord turned to him, verse 14, and said, Go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Do not I send you? And again, the Lord, it's almost as though the Lord or the angel of the Lord and Gideon are having two separate conversations. And it's like the angel of the Lord is speaking to Gideon, seeing him from heaven's perspective, from God's perspective, and speaking to him and saying, you are a mighty man of God. And saying, I am going to use you, partner with you, Gideon, to bring the solution to all of this that's happening to you. Are you willing to join with me? Are you willing for me to bring my Jehovah Shalom and reside with you and for you to operate out of that place of peace to be the one that brings my redemption and my deliverance? And so Gideon hears him. And this, the angel here is saying, in this might of yours, Gideon, and he's seeing He's seeing who Gideon is with God, covered by God, with flowing out of this Jehovah Shalom, this might of yours. And this is how Gideon responds. So he does hear him. And he says, verse 15, and, and Gideon said to him, Please, Lord, how can I? Behold, my clan is the weakest. And I am the least. And I can hear so many of us. I'm hearing my heart in many situations where I respond. How can I, God? Who am I? I I'm nothing. I don't have much to offer. I, I don't have five generations behind me of believers that can bring the strength I am the least. Who am I? And, and even within situations, maybe 
in your life and my life as a whole, we say, yes, Lord, yes, you can use me. But I was thinking specifically for myself about a situation where because I was feeling uncertain and afraid, I have hidden in the wine press, as it were, and I've ignored that situation. I haven't responded to that person because I'm not sure what to say to them and I'm feeling afraid. And I've hidden in the wine press rather than saying, God, you are with me. Let me hear your Jehovah Shalom word to me that will bring my answer and will enable me to bring your deliverance into that specific situation for me. How does God respond? Let's move on to verse 16. And the Lord said to him, But I will be with you, and you shall strike. And it carries on, you shall strike the Midianites as one man. And God is saying, If I, Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace, am with you, that will totally shift the situation. And, and he says that you will strike the Midianites as one man. And one of the things was that the Midianites were so numerous that the Israelites just felt so fearful. They were so small. They were so inequipped. They didn't have weapons. They didn't have... Um, the Midianites had taken all their weapons away. They felt totally defenseless. And I want to say that that is how so many of us are feeling in the face of this COVID pandemic right now that we feel uh, so overwhelmed, so, uh, so like we have no defenses, like we don't know who is going to contract it and whether we're going to get sick. And God is saying, I will be with you in the midst of that circumstance and you will overcome in that space. Then verse 17 Gideon responds and he says, If now I have found favor in your eyes, then show me a sign. So Gideon's still battling to believe. He's still not sure whether this is God. And he's saying, give me a sign. It just shows his lack of trust and willingness to step up. And, and the angel of the Lord God is still giving him favor and, and walking with him along the journey to build Gideon's faith. And, the, and, and Gideon says he'll bring a meal, and that meal that Gideon brings, it's a huge meal. It's a meal for a whole party of people. And, um, and the angel waits patiently for Gideon to bring it. And then the angel uh, uh, tells Gideon to put the meat on a rock and the flour and the broth, and he pours a whole pot of, of gravy, as it were, over it onto the rock. <clears throat> and he says, take the meat, and he did so. And it's God's grace that he takes our small offerings that we bring, our, our efforts that we bring to serve him, to obey him, to, to do bring our um our contribution, our small contribution, even though God didn't ask uh, Gideon to do this. And, and 
as Gideon obeyed God with a small contribution and puts it on the rock, the Lord touches that and he takes it as a sacrifice to himself. And he makes something supernatural out of it as our hearts respond in worship to our increasing uh, revelation of this awesome God who is meeting with Gideon where he is. And the fire sprang up and consumed the meat. God is so gracious that he takes our offerings and he supernaturally takes them as an offering for him. And as that happened, as that supernatural thing happened, the encounter with God occurred. Then Gideon perceived that it was the angel of the Lord. And as we are meeting with God in this week of prayer and consecration, and it's not just wanting to, God's not just wanting it to be in this time of prayer and consecration, it's He's wanting to encounter us daily, regularly, more than just once, in our places where we are experiencing fear. God's wanting to encounter us as Jehovah Shalom. And verse 22, Gideon suddenly realizes, and he says, Alas, O Lord God, for now I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. And that alas, that original, in the original language, that was like a, a guttural crying out and, and of anguish. And Gideon realized that suddenly the fear of the Midianites was eclipsed by the fear of being face to face with the Lord God. And the fact that to be face to face with the Lord God means that you, that people can't come into his presence and live because we are not worthy to come into his presence with our own works, with our own sacrifices, our own things apart from Jesus. And he realizes the fear of the Lord God, this awesome God. And he says, for now I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. And he, he, he is so fearful of God. And what is God's response? The Lord said to him, Peace be to you. Do not fear. You shall not die. Because that was what Gideon was suddenly fearing. Fearing God more than the circumstances. And I believe that that is a healthy place for us to be. That we fear God rather than our circumstances more. And it's not a fear of, of he's a bad God or a God who's going to do us in, but that he is awesome God. The theme of our, of our the series and our prayer. And he's awesome God. He is almighty God. He is the God of the universe who can do anything. And, and yet he loves us and he cares for us but it's that respect, that fear of this God is God Almighty, awesome God. And as we get that perspective, then our circumstances 
can come into the perspective, the right perspective, under this almighty God. And God, Gideon's response, his heart response, which was the response that God was looking for, was then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, the Lord is peace. And to this day, it still stands. And this altar was, he called it, the Lord is peace. Because that was the, uh, the, the thing that God burned into Gideon's heart. And it's the thing that changed him, that God, Jehovah Shalom, met with him, changed him from being a man hiding in the winepress, looking at the external circumstances, to being a man that was able to partner with God. God used him to be the deliverer of the Israelites. And to this day, it still stands, that altar still stands. And if you and I will quiet our hearts and invite Jehovah Shalom to meet with us, we can set up memorials in our lives where we can put to death, as it were, sacrifice the anxieties and the fears and the things that held us, have held us captive on those altars and they can stand in our lives going forward because for because God wants to encounter us not just for us to feel a nice sense of peace right now but that it's something that can give us a sense of well-being and favor and and knowing that he is with us and I want to read with you uh, John 14 verse 27 in the Passion and these are the word, words of Jesus that says, I leave the gift of peace with you. My gift, my peace, sorry, is his gift. Not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Jesus is offering us his perfect peace. And he gives us a command. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your heart. Instead, be courageous. And it's a command. And if it's a command, it must be uh, receiving this peace and not yielding to fear. It must be something that we can do, that we can reach. And I want to say that I believe that it's as we allow Jehovah Shalom to meet with our hearts, that we open our hearts, that that fear be displaced, and we have a fear of, a respect, a receiving of this awesome God that is so much bigger than our circumstances. And Barry Webb captures this. He said, it seems that the call to be a deliverer that had been the primary anxiety-inducing thing for Gideon, outlined in verses 11 to 16, has been eclipsed by a greater reality. <clears throat> 
for the present, all that fills Gideon's consciousness is the fact that he has met God and been given his peace. There is no greater good. And all he wants to do at this moment is to worship. And that is the response that comes from a heart that is that is encountered Jehovah Shalom is to worship him and to lift him up and as we do so our external circumstances and the fear that we have that we can experience uh, get so much smaller and I've just summarized uh, some of the points that I've pulled out of this passage. Number one, that our external circumstantial fear, as it's contrasted with the fear of God, that that fear uh, will diminish as God is lifted up and is increased in our, in our perception. And we look at the God shot rather than looking at how we are perceiving our circumstances. Point two, despite Gideon's shortcomings, God meets with him and he is used powerfully for the deliverance of his people. Gideon had so many shortcomings. He didn't want to believe God. He needed a sign. He was so anxious. He had heard all the good stories of the Lord and all that the Lord had done. But he didn't believe them and he hadn't taken them for himself and said, the Lord can do that for me. And Gideon had so many shortcomings. And I know that I have so many shortcomings. And I believe that all of us do. But yet, God wants to meet with us. And he wants to use us powerfully for the deliverance of people around us. God's presence, number three is more than sufficient to make up for our shortcomings. And as we uh, are aware of our weaknesses, if we will release them to the Lord, His presence is what will enable us. And God, in the story of Gideon, go and read the rest of Gideon, Judges 6 to 9, how God uses uh, only 300 people, and He totally... Uh, uses them to, to win an amazing victory against thousands and thousands. And God's presence, God being there, was what made the difference. And number four, an encounter with Jehovah Shalom transforms Gideon from fearful hiding to worshipping God. And I want to invite you to allow God Jehovah Shalom, to encounter you today. So let us pray. Jehovah Shalom, we invite you to meet with us even now. We open our hearts to you, Jehovah Shalom. We want to operate from hearts that believe and say yes to this awesome God.
God, who is Jehovah Shalom, and to operate from peace, which is our mightiest weapon of warfare against the enemy, whose weapon is fear. And Jehovah Shalom, we lift you up right now, and I release your peace to your people right now. We say, I ask you, Jehovah Shalom, encounter, allow your people to meet with you this week and in the weeks going forward as they, as they prepare their hearts, as they open their hearts to meet 